God bless you. God bless you. Thank you guys so much. Well, you guys ready? Here we are in November. Yesterday was January the 1st. I don't know. I don't know about you, but it feels like that to me that it just turned uh, 2017 and here we are in November and uh, it's just crazy the way that our time is flying by. Truly, truly, life is a vapor. And, uh, and so we, we, we've got to make sure that we are uh, well-defined as God's people, that we, we, we are exactly what we, you know, where we need to be and doing what God wants us to be doing with our life. And so this morning, uh, before I get into today's uh, message in this uh, new series that we're kicking off, I just want to I just want to remind you guys if you are not aware of it uh if for you it's not a reminder it's just to make you aware of it but uh we have what's called growth track and our growth track helps you to get connected to the, to the church and uh, eventually be able to serve in the church and we want to help you in that process we believe that God has everybody in a journey and uh, we want to help you through that journey. And so today we're having what we call step one. And this is where you just find out everything about who we are and how we do things here and why we do things. And uh, we want to encourage you to be a part of that. It'll be at 1130. And you'll see the growth uh, track sign up there in the back uh, in the lobby. It's in that room behind that sign there. And, or those letters that say growth track. And if you wouldn't mind, uh, 1130, we'll start sharp and uh, come and be a part. I'd love for you to come and be a part of what God's doing here. And, uh, and so if you still have questions about Church on Move, uh, even though you'll be given opportunity to join the church at the close of that, uh, at the close of that uh, class, uh, you don't have to. If, you don't, if this isn't where God has you we, we, you, know, we want you where God wants you. That's where you're going to be the most effective. All right? You got it? And uh, one more thing. Christmas is just weeks away. And uh, December 17th, we are having our candlelight service. And so we want to invite you to come and be a part of that. And then on Christmas Eve morning, we're having communion service. And so we want to invite you to come and be a part of those two events. All right? All right. Well, I am kicking off a mini-series called The Gift in Giving. And I'll explain that in just a moment. Uh, as I was, uh, one, of, one of the things that I do every year uh, is I do a stewardship message. And this is only going to be a three-weeker. We'll have two more weeks after that. And then I have a, a friend of mine uh, that's going to come, and he'll be ministering on the last uh, Sunday of this month. And so uh, we're excited about him coming. But uh, this series, I, I believe, can be one of the most impactful series that we uh, will hear this year. Uh, I believe if I could ever teach people how to give their lives away, how to be unselfish, how to be a person that's generous with their life, which is one of our values as a church, that if you will, if you will learn that, you'll discover what life is really truly about. Truly about. And uh, many people push back on, on giving um, and giving, and I'm not trying to get anything out of you. I'm trying to get things to you. Uh, but many people push back, and let me tell you, because all of us uh, are selfish by nature. 
And uh, we need to be proactive. And I know you came to church to hear that, right? And, and we need to be proactive in, in, in giving our lives away, being generous in any and every way possible. And so I believe through, through this series that uh, you're going to have a different perspective, hopefully, uh, about giving and how giving can impact your life. Uh, I, I, th- I tell you, uh, we, we, live, we live by God's principles, and I've, you've heard me say this before if you've been around. If you work the Word, the Word will work. If you'll work it, it'll work for you. And if we'll put God's Word to work in our lives, then it will impact our lives in a great way. So the gift in giving. Every gift that God gives, many times all we see is the gift itself and don't realize that there's many more gifts within that gift. And so there's gift in giving. For instance, when God created the heavens and the earth, uh, he, he created everything here that we had, had need of. It was all here. It was all in raw form, but it was all here. There were cars here. There, was, there were houses here. There were chairs here. There were, there were air conditioners. Thank God for air conditioning, right? There were clothes here. There were all kinds of things here on this earth, but it was all in raw form, right? So there was a gift he gave to humanity. He gave to humanity the gift of this earth. But in that gift, there was gifts within that gift. And so that's why I entitle this the gift in giving because anytime there's any gift that's being given to the Lord, there's also other gifts that are being released in that one gift that's being given. And so I want to take a familiar passage of Scripture uh, uh, for maybe some of you. For others, this may be new to you. And I'm going to do some explaining to you uh, so that maybe you can have a greater foundation in understanding why it is that God does what he does. Sometimes, sometimes when we go through life, we struggle with obeying God because of our own reasoning. We just can't figure it out in our own reasoning. Now, I don't know how this iPad works. Really, honestly, I, I don't know the inward workings of it, but it doesn't stop me from using it. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, if we'll just work the word, it will work. We can't figure everything out, but I'm telling you, if we'll do what he says, then we'll see the outcome of what he said would take place in our life. Isn't that good? Yeah. And so let me start with Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 through 12. This is not a giving message. This is not a, it's, it's more than that. It's, it's discovering the gift in giving. And let's talk about it. It says, Will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me? But you say, In what way have we robbed you? In tithes and in offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even the whole nation. Bring all the tithes, plural, into the storehouse, singular, that there may be food in my house. Try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour you out such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all the nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. 
I want to say this too. Anytime God asks something of us, it's not to make our lives miserable, it's to make it better. He wants us to be a delightful people. He wants us to experience his best. Now, first of all, my first thought as I was preparing this is that I thought, well, there's people that are new to Christ. There's people that are new to walking, uh, walking with the Lord. We reach a lot of people. We touch a lot of people. A lot of people give their lives to Christ here. And, uh, and I thought, well, some people may not even know what a tithe is. And a tithe is the first tenth of all that comes in into, into your life, all increase into your life. And a tithe, God wants it to be given back to him. So that means uh, when you earn a paycheck or you get a bonus or anything like that, you just you take 10% of that and you give it back to the Lord. And the Bible says that you take all the tithes and you put it back into the storehouse. Storehouse being the church. It talks about that. I'm not going to get into a whole lot of that because we're talking about the gift in giving. And I want to get to that. But I just wanted you to see that the tithe is giving the first tenth. Anytime God asks you to do something, again, it's to, it's for, it's, there's, there's a gift that he wants to get back to us. It's for our benefit. And so it, it says here that God says to even try us in this. Test him in it. See if, see if it won't work out for you. And put it to work. And, and so, so here's what I want to do. is I want to I just take a moment. And, uh, and I want to I I talk about the gift in giving. Talk about the gift in giving. The first thing that we need to understand, that, and I, I've entitled this message just to go back and talk about it. The first, the first thing that we're going to talk about this week is the gift of honor. When anytime we give that tithe, anytime we give that offering to the Lord, there's also the gift of honor that's being given with it. That's the gift in that giving that is given to the Lord. I love that. I think every one of us want to experience uh, being honored by God and being honored by other people. But notice here, I want you to see this. Uh, First of all, number one, the gift in giving is the gift of honoring God. It's a gift that whenever we tithe, we're honoring God. There's not only that that that, that takes care of the, the house of God, and the storehouse where, where people are being taken care of, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but it also brings honor to God. God's honored by that. Yeah. And so there's the gift of honor that's being given in the gift that's also being given to take care of the needs of the church. Right. Yeah. And God honors that, and we'll talk about that. But Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9, it says this in 9 10, it says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, and with the first and the best part of your income, talking about your tithe, then your barns will be full and your vats will overflow with fresh wine. Now, wine is talking about, when we talk about wine, and wine is, is reference to the Holy Spirit. I believe that there's an anointing upon our life whenever we, when we honor the Lord with our, our tithe, that there's an anointing. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, I don't have it up there, but the Bible says when we sow to the flesh, of the flesh will reap corruption, but when we sow to the Spirit, of the Spirit will reap life in everlasting. So we reap back from the Spirit when we sow to the Spirit. There's an anointing that comes upon our life. 
And I believe that God opens some doors for us. There's an anointing to be able to, to, to prosper in. There's an anointing for a variety of different things. But right now, I want you to see that God is honored by it. And I looked up that word honor. What does that word honor mean? If, if you're honored by this Lord, what is it that, that honor looks like? Because I want to know what that gift in my giving is doing toward you. What is the gift that you're getting from me? That gift of honor. Well, honor means in the original Greek, it means to value. So God's getting, he's getting, he's getting something that we ought to be giving to him, and that's value. We're valuing him for being in our life. Amen. We're returning back to him something that he's asked. And, and by doing that, we're saying, God, we value you first. We're putting you first. And, there, and something about the tithe, the tithe, God, throughout history, he's always required the tithe. Why? Because he wants to be first in our life. He never wants to be second place. He always wants to be first in our life. You see it from the very beginning of time when Adam and Eve were placed in the garden. What did God say? He says, you can have any fruit of any tree here in this garden, but except for this one. What was he saying? This is the tithe. This is mine. Honor me with this, and it's going to be a blessing to you. What is a curse? I believe a curse is, is an absence of God's best for our life. That's what I believe a curse is. I believe that God has better for us, but we're missing out of that better that he has for us. It's also, it's also an absence of allowing God to, to bless us in our life. It really is. And this, is, this, this message is something that I believe ought to encourage us. When God says, if you'll lose your life, if you'll give your life away, then you'll truly find it. It's, it's not when, when you turn something over to God, it's not lost. It's blessed. God takes it and he multiplies it and he does something with your life that you cannot do on your own. Amen. There is truly an anointing upon your life that, that comes upon your life from just putting God first. So, without honor means literally placing no value on God. Or placing, not placing the value on God that we need to be placing on Him. That word honor also means, it means weighty. Which means to not take lightly. That we're not to take lightly the things of God. What does it mean to take lightly? It's to treat commonly or ordinarily. God's not ordinary. He's supernatural. And I'm here to tell you, that's why God wants, he wants us first. We, we believe in tithing. We do this throughout the year. And let me just tell you some of the ways that we do that. We're doing that today. Today's the first, week of the, of the, first day of the week. That's what it is. It's called the Sabbath. And we tithe today. We give it to the Lord because we want, first of all, we want to honor him. Most, first and foremost, we want to honor you, God. We also tithe every day. Hopefully you do. I know I do, but I give him the first of my day every day. I, I come to him. I pray. I get in the word. I give him the first of my day every day. I tithe my day to him. And it's, it's amazing. I, I live a very, very busy life, but a very productive life. And, and I believe if I, I couldn't get everything done if I didn't tithe my day to him. We also take the first... 
Wednesday of every month, and we tithe it to the Lord, and we have what we call First Monday, I mean, First Wednesday, First Monday. We're in East Texas, right? Uh, I know, I know. Some of you are thinking, that's where I should be right now. All right, instead of listening to this message. Uh, first Wednesday of every month, and we tithe that to the Lord because we want him to be the Lord of all the month. Another thing that we do, and we're about to enter into that, every January we take 21 days and we, we dedicate that to prayer and fasting. And, and, and so we dedicate that, and we're about to enter into that at that time because we want God's wisdom, we want God's hand upon our life. We know that we can't do what he wants us to do on our own. So with Adam and Eve, he said, give me that first tree. He says, do that. When, whenever the Israelites went into the promised land, what did he say? I want, I want, I want Jericho. He says, you give me Jericho. And you remember the story that there was one guy thought, well, let me take a little for myself. Achan, remember him? And then they went and fought this little old place called Ai, and they got their butt stomped. They did. Is it okay to say butts in church? I think so. Anyway, if that offends you, please forgive me. I'm, I, I'm still, God's still working on me. But here's, here's what God wants. He wants, more than anything, He wants our heart. He wants our heart. The Bible says where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Here's what I discovered about God. If we'll give an, oh, another scripture that's found in Matthew chapter 15, I believe it is. Do we have that up there, Sheila? Matthew 15, yeah, it says, The people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And so we don't give, we don't give without our heart being connected to it, else it's not going to do any good. And so what he's looking for is he's looking for our heart. Why is that? Because if he has a heart, he can guide our life. He can direct our life. Our heart is the steering wheel to our life. That's why he wants our heart. That's why when, when, whenever, at the close of every service, we will give opportunity for people to give their lives to Christ. Prior to me coming to the Lord, I did whatever it is that I wanted to do. And you know what I did? Is I, I, was, I was out there making a mess of my life. And you know what he was looking for? He was looking for my heart. He didn't say, you come to me after you clean your life up. He says, you come to me so that I can clean your life up. I was an alcoholic. I was doing coke. I was doing drugs. I had been a drug dealer at one time. Uh, you know, all kinds of stuff taking place in my life that was just not uh, honoring to God. And then the moment I gave my heart to him, my whole perspective of life changed. Why is that? Because when he has our heart, he can guide our life. Amen. And it didn't take him long to deliver me from all that junk and set me free. Five days later, I got, I, got, I got delivered from alcohol, drugs, and nicotine. and, and all. I still had a mouth. I still was cussing quite a bit then. But eventually that got, I, well, I still say but, okay? It's still, God's still working on me. But God, God, and it's taken, what, 30-something years to do that. But thank God, you should have heard me years ago, okay? You're doing good. Say, forgive me, all right? But God's taken my life and he's cleaned it up. Why? Because he's had my heart. 
And when, when, where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. And that's really what he's looking for. He's looking for us to honor him with our heart. So first and foremost, it, uh, the gift that when we give, it honors God. Secondly, that many people overlook is it honors you. When you give, not only is it blessing, being a blessing to the church, not only is it honoring God, but it honors you. The Bible says that he'll open up the windows, plural, and pour you out a blessing that there's not room enough to receive. That doesn't mean he's going to pour money on you. You need to understand how God works. God works, he'll give you favor, and that favor will be there so that so that he can also open up doors for you, opportunities for you, give you ideas, witty ideas that will cause you to prosper and be blessed. He'll give you connections with people that you need to be connected with. So God opens up the doors or the windows and he pours you out a blessing. So there's more than one channel. Your job probably is not the only channel that God wants to get blessings to you. That's why you need to be a seeker of God, so that he can speak to your heart, so he can open up other channels or other windows to you. Amen. Amen. And so he wants to do that. And so there's the gift of honoring you. When you give, God, because 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 30, I believe, says it this way. It says that God honors those that honor him. God will, when we honor him, he returns it back to us. He, he brings blessing back to us. But it says that he'll, dis, he'll dishonor those that ignore him. God does not want to be ignored. He wants to be first place. Bobby said it earlier. He says we will, we're going to worship something. And he doesn't want it to be money. He wants it to be him. But he's not going to force us to worship him. He's a gentleman. He's going to invite us to do it, and it'll be the best invitation that you'll ever answer in your life. Because he's a good God. Why? Because he gives you opportunity to be in a relationship to honor him, and at the same time we give him the opportunity to honor us back. And I believe that's where the curse is, is that when we don't open the door up to the Lord to come and honor our lives, then we're, we're, we're limiting God to do what he wants to do in our lives. Is that making sense? And so, so it's so, so cool the way God's word works and the way he works. Um, Gina and, and, um, and uh, my wife and I and, and Todd were having a, a, uh, our small group the other day, and, and uh, Gina reminded me of something that I had talked about uh, w- way back. And, uh, and I, just wa- I just want to tell you, when you honor God, and I want to bring that conversation to you, but I, when you honor God, God honors you back. Uh, somebody that honors the Sabbath, Chick-fil-A, Hobby Lobby. These two companies honor God. And these two companies are enormously blessed. Greatly blessed. And let me tell you, we're, we're, I, I think sometimes we don't see an immediate response Therefore, we, we hesitate in, in honoring God the way that we need to honor Him. But if you'll just, if you'll just, stay, if you'll just stay with it, and if you stick with it, yes. you'll see God's 
blessing. You'll see those, that favor, those open doors, those opportunities, those ideas, those connections with the people that, that God wants you to connect it with. And it'll bring blessings back to your life. Let me give you the third thing that I want to share with you and then, and then close today. Um, the third gift that is given is the gift in honoring others. When, when you give of your tithes, you give of your offerings above your tithes, what happens is not only does it honor God, and, and, and we, we say, God, you're valuable. And we're, we're not taking you light in, in our lives. We, we, we're going to give you first place. It's, the, it's really the principle. It's the principle of the first. If you, put, if, you, if you put his kingdom and the priority, if you put his kingdom and his righteousness first, then all these other things will begin to be added to you. If we'll do that, then he'll, he'll bless you. Let me, let me just address a thought right here. We don't talk about money very, very often. Even uh, every Sunday we give an opportunity to, uh, for people that if they come prepared to give, we, we give them that opportunity. We never put pressure don't ever feel pressured. Let me tell you why I don't pressure people. And I know that there are ministers out there that pressure people. It's just not going to happen here. Because God doesn't want you giving out of pressure. He wants you giving out of a willing heart. If you ever feel pressured by me to give, then uh, you've misunderstood me uh, or, or something. But if you ever do, you just come to me and I'll, I'll be the first to uh, apologize because I'll never pressure you to give. Let me tell you, the reason I want people to give, give their lives away, give the resources, however that God instructs us to all give, is because I want to see God's best come back on us. But let me, let me give you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unfold this, uh, is that I also want to see people taken care of. I want, I want to make sure that people are being fed. The Bible says bring your tithes into the storehouse. What's, what's in there so that there might be food in my house, the Lord says. And this is a place where people can get fed. Let me tell you, throughout the week, people are being fed and taken care of uh, through our small groups. We come together on weekends and we, we worship together. We're a church, we're a church uh, of small groups that come together and worship on the weekends. And throughout the week, I, I'm hearing testimonies all the time where people are being taken care of. I'm not talking about naturally fed, although that happens. But I'm talking about spiritually fed, people praying for one another, helping one another, just taking care of one another. All that happens because we have people. By the way, if you're a tither, thank you so much. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. You make ministry happen here. Thank you so much for making that happen. You, you, you allow us to financially be able to, to, to uh, uh, maintain and, and function, is a better word, to function every, 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 every week and every month. Thank you so much. And so there's food. There's things that's going to make an, a, a, an eternal impact in people's lives. Amen. I was reached. My life was reached. It was a mess. If you've heard my testimony before, I grew up in a very dysfunctional home. In our home, it was either wars or rumors of wars. I kid you not. It was, there was no peace in our home. 
my mother was an alcoholic. I became, became an alcoholic. My brother became an alcoholic. Uh, uh, my little sister, my older sister, she kind of uh, drank some, but not much, I don't think. But uh, thank God, she was the wise one, still is. And, uh, and, and it was just, it was a horrible scenario and situation. I didn't grow up with, around the things of God. And so my life was a mess. It was a mess. I tell people all the time, uh, the difference between those that have been incarcerated and me is I never got caught. I should have been. Some of the stupid, shameful things that I've done in my past that I'm ashamed of today, I should have been incarcerated for it. But thank God that there was a church that loved its community, reached out to its community, had small groups, had people that were out there in the highways and the byways, not doing life for themselves. They were doing life for God and others. They were giving. They were doing things that made an impact. And there was a man in that church that reached out to me, even though I was ugly, nasty, mean. I was mean. I was mean. And I already told you my vocabulary. It was horrible. Every other word was a cuss word. That's, I, I, didn't, I didn't have a broad vocabulary other than cuss words. I seriously didn't. And, and, and he reached into my life, and he befriended me. And I told him no over and over and over and over and over again at his invitation to come to church. And one day, out of my mouth, I said yes. And I came in. I came into a service on a Sunday evening. That was back then when there was Sunday morning service, Sunday evening service, Wednesday night services, Tuesday night prayer groups, Monday through Friday, uh, 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 morning prayer groups. There was church all the time. And I had been out on the golf course golfing. I had probably had a couple of cases of beer down me, and I drank a bunch back then. And at his invitation, he called me that afternoon. He says, hey, I want you to come to church. He'd been asking me and asking me, asking me. And out of my mouth, I said yes. And that night, I got born again. I got born again. Why? Because somebody, somebody cared enough and gave of their resources through our dream team. Thank God for our dream team. I tell you, we got people all over the uh, campus here that are serving, and they're just giving their life away. This morning, did you enjoy this morning? Let me tell you, you enjoyed here, but we got children's ministries that's taking place everywhere. And let me, it's because people are not doing life for themselves, they're giving it away. And by doing that, they not only honor God, but it comes in the Bible says when you refresh others, you yourself will be refreshed. A generous person himself will be blessed. It will honor you back, but it most importantly to me, it, uh, not above God, but uh, b- besides God, is it blesses others. It makes a difference in other people's lives. Thank you so much for your giving. And so today, the gift within the giving, first of all, we're going to talk today and that's what we're talking about today, is the gift of honor. Thank you for honoring God. Thank you for honoring yourself. Think more of yourself. Think more of yourself. Give your life away. The most miserable people on the face of this earth are, are selfish people. Truly. True are, truly is. Let me tell you what the, 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 the number one cause, 100% of the time, of all divorces. Selfishness. It's not the, it's not the adultery. It's not the finances. 
It's not being compatible or incompatible. It's, it's selfishness. If we would be unselfish, it will work out. Amen? Are you happy? Yes, sir. All right, good. Bow your heads.